those kids. They're gonna love Dark Falls. <laughs> Somebody's out there. Some or something. <laughs> Saber's coming. Come on, man, we gotta go. Saber's hungry. You'll stay out of the basement. I must have your beautiful hands. Soak it up. Soak it all up. Teenage sponge boys from outer space. Teenage sponge boys from outer space. Teenage sponge boys. From outer space. Not easy to say. Welcome to Welcome to Deadcast. Welcome. I'm Daniel Montgomery. I'm Teenage Space Boy Scott Montgomery. Sponge Boy. Teenage Sponge is what's the hard part for me. Teenage Sponge, Teenage Sponge Boy. So this is the third and last short story in, or story rather, in Triple Header, book, book one. one. Three shocking tales of, of terror. terror. Let's get into it. Yes. We're going to outer space tonight, hey. This one absolutely reeks of coming up with a title before a plat, Mama Okoy. Yes, that really, it seem, it, it, it's really the way it goes. So I'm going to read you this little silly introduction. This... This sh- this story, uh, like all the stories, are sort of bookended, narrated. I don't know. Uh, introduced. That's really it. By this triple-headed monster, slim, lefty, and righty, and they are gonna give you. They're they are gonna give you classic vaudeville bad uh, stand-up, honey. Yes. So um, it's slim, lefty, and right righty. Slim is just my voice. Lefty's gonna sound like this. Yes. And Righty's like, yes. <laughs> hey, Lefty, I washed the car with that new sponge you bought, but it didn't soak up the water very well. Sponge? What sponge? You know, the big gray one? Gray one? That wasn't a sponge. That was my cat. No wonder. I thought it was awfully noisy for a sponge. I suppose the next story is about a really scary sponge? No, it's about some really scary aliens from another planet. It's called Teenage Sponge Boys from Outer Space. Want to know the moral of the story? What? Stay away from guys who wash the dishes with their heads. Dirk and Deke are the alien sponge boys in this story. They're definitely a little soft in the head. But as Mac and Becky find out, the sponge boys can get very scary if they decide to put the squeeze on you. So what I'm going to need everyone to do is to take a shot of whatever you drink before we read any of this and don't try to overthink it. Don't try to make any sense out of it at all and just... We'll have an out-of-this-world good time. I thought you were going to say drink every time we say Dirk and Deke. That, too. So, our our protagonists are are really Mac, and it's Mac and Becky, but really Mac is the one. Mac and Becky are satisfying names. Mac is always taking stuff apart. For fun. It's what he does. 
It makes his mom so mad. He's always taking apart things like the doorbell or the toilet. Or the turlet. Or his watch. Whoopsie. Oh, no. He's late for school. He goes to pick up his best friend forever, Becky. And Becky's so weird. Here's the thing about Becky, and I don't know if this will come in later or not at all, but she loves the Weather Channel. She can't get enough. Her favorite is Local on the 8s. Now, not do, only you, that, do you remember Local on the 8s? Yes. Local on the 8s was a thing. It, I don't even know if it is anymore, but it was. It's just every eight minutes on the Weather Channel, it give you your local, it give you your weather. That gives me comfort, and it gives me consistency. Becky has long red hair with green eyes. Take another drink while we're at it. He says, Beck says, come on, Becky, we're going to be late. But she's totally glued to the TV. She's like, can we just wait eight more minutes, please? And he says, okay, but he can't check his watch because he took it apart. She says, I have to watch the Weather Channel. What's here today could be gone tomorrow. But if you watch the Weather Channel, you'll always know what to expect. Now, we're supposed to treat Becky like this is weird or any of this stuff is weird. But to me, it makes perfect sense. I think she's totally likable. And honestly, what a great pitch for the Weather Channel. Yeah. uh, Maybe we want to check the weather. Yeah. And if we're talking about taking things apart, why don't you take apart your biases and your prejudices against people, Mac? Why don't you start there? Yeah, you can. Yeah, why don't you take yourself apart before you take others apart? Yeah, take apart the patriarchy, bitch. So they they run to school, and as they run, they're running. There's a big boom, a loud crash from the trees, and the ground shakes. Oh no, a sonic boom! And they say, "We know we're late to school, but we have to we go can't check go it to out." School, we have to go check it out. School doesn't end up really mattering if you want to be in the entertainment industry. So they go. <laughs> <laughs> they go into the dense, this dense forest, and it's so weird. They're it's so in, dense and dirk and deek. Yeah, it's really deek in the forest, <laughs> and they go really, like, really... The trees are so thick that it's really dirk, they can't see anything. Yeah, so they go real deek, deek into the forest, and <laughs> there are no sounds. There's no animals, there's no birds, there's nothing. It's deadly silent. But there is this thick white billowing smoke blowing through the trees. Keep in mind, this is like 8.08 in the morning. And Becky says, that's weird. Local on the eights didn't say anything about fog. But then they come across something big and dark in the trees, and they see that, oh, it's just an old tent. That's not so weird. It's probably just a bunch of kids. Kids absolutely love to camp out in the woods all the time. Okay, let's go to school. It was just that tent that made that really loud booming noise and shut all this fog out at us. So they get to school, and they slip into Mrs. Mormando's class. And Mrs. Mormando has her head down at the desk, and they're Mrs. like, "Mrs. Mormando sounds like a villain in like a '90s cartoon, and but it's like a sci-fi, like it's like X-Men or something, where it's like, and now they take on Mrs. Mormando." You're right. You're right. It's not unlike that. Um, they, but she, they think they get away with it because she, she's looking down at the desk, but she just feels that they've come in late, and she says, "Whoever was tardy right now, please stand up. I know it was you two. And Mac and Becky are like, "Oh fuck!" And so they stand up, and she says, "Oh, I didn't mean you two. I meant Dirk and Deke." And she points behind them, and behind them are two these these weird twins who have just moved here. They're nerdy, strange. Okay. Really, really skinny. Okay. Tall, pale, pale, wider than chalk, and bumpy skin. Weird. Yeah, sounds like a Utica queen. Yes, they have bumpy, bumpy skin. Besides that part. 
Right. They And all four of them have to stay for detention. And at detention, Mrs. Mormando asks them... Um, oh, no. They, they all have to stay for detention. In class, Mrs. Mormando asks everyone to come to the board to do a math problem. Everyone. They have to go up to their place on the board and do a math problem at the same time. And Oh, my God. A chalkboard with chalk. Sick. Vintage. Mac looks over and he sees Dirk working on a math problem and erasing the board with his head. Whoa, whoa. I don't know. I feel like he has a sponge for a head. He sees Mac seeing him, and he growls at him. Whoa, a growling sponge. We've never seen anything like this in Goosebumps before. <laughs> at lunch, Mac tries to tell Becky about it, but she's she totally interrupts him and says, um, you have to go get us drinks while I save our perfect spot at lunch. He's like, but, but I wanted to. She says, no, 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 no. Get us drinks. It was your fault we were late to school. You have to. Drinks on you. And Mac's like, fine. But on his way back to Becky, he like... Becky's like, toss me that soda, and Mac does, but oops, the soda slips out of his hand and flies straight towards Deke, and it hits... It hits Deke in the head, and it just bounces off. In fact, Deke doesn't even react. It's almost like he has a sponge for a head. Mac goes to apologize, and when he apologizes, Deke's face tightens, and the bumps on his face, his white bumps, turn red, and that makes him feel sick, and he grunts at Mac. Okay, cool. I like how, like, Mac and Becky, like, totally, especially Mac, like, questions stuff and tries to, like, figure shit out. But when they hear a sonic boom and they can't figure out where it comes from and then two kids at school are, are cleaning up soot with their, with their sponge faces, no one cares. Yeah. After detention, Mac and Becky are walking home when Dirk and Deke pop out in front of them and they drag them into the woods. They're so, so strong, even though they're so skinny and strange. And Mac and Becky cannot get away. They they stop them in the middle of the woods, and Dirk and Deke start to start to play with their own heads, pinching in and squeezing. In front of them, they play with their own heads, pinching and squeezing their heads, pushing in their noses, nodding up their heads into tiny, tiny, tiny little sponge balls, and then pop. The heads pop right back into place like they were like a sponge or something. So they pull them into the woods to show them how they play with their own little sponge heads. You and said it. They said, Max said, how did you do that? And Dirk says, we're not from your planet. We're sponge people. And uh, Max says, that's very funny. And Deke says, that wasn't a joke. Look. And they pull up, pull up pull away some thick a thick blanket of branches and under the branches is a spaceship it's the size of a car with busted blue lights around the widest part and a dent and they said they've been trying for weeks to fix it and they thought they had it this morning but it crashed and that's why they were late to school they don't want anyone to know but they have got to get off this planet earth their bodies are too soft and squishy and they need Mac and Becky's help because they know that Mac and Becky are so smart because they had started to figure it out. So they threaten Mac and Becky and when they get angry, their bumps turn red and, you know, cut to, it's been three days now. Can we just pause this? Yeah, we can. I know we're going to talk about this a little bit in a second because they kind of address it. If my ass crash landed on Earth... How would I enroll at school and why would I want to go to school and subject myself to that? 
why wouldn't you just work on your spacecraft all day? Why wouldn't you work on your spacecraft to get back to your planet instead of literally going to school for months and going to classes and getting human clothes and signing up for school somehow with administration and going to school? That is a question we'll never get the answer to. Yeah. Oh, I hear you. So it's been three days now. We learned that this is taking place in October, by the way. Love that. And Love that for me. For Matt, Mac and Becky has been forced to help Dirk and Deke literally every night, all night. And they've been doing things like bringing them supplies. When they're not at school, because they have to go to school. Yes, they all have to go to school. It's so important to go to school. Unless... They're holding up these lights so they can work at night. They're giving them food. I don't know what kind of food they eat until the sun rises. And on that third night, they're in Mac's garage. And Becky's like, listen, I don't know why we've been doing this the past three nights. We don't have to help them. Also, what the fuck are we doing? Yes, and, but, and what can they possibly do to us? And Mac says, I don't want to know what they can do to us. I think they could do terrible things to us, so we have to do it. So they are there in Mac's di- garage to get Mac's dad's car battery because they're going to steal Mac's dad's car battery and use it as a power supply for the ship. I don't know how spaceships work exactly, but my, and this was also the 90s. But my assumption is that you can't just take a car battery and put it under a hood of a spaceship and that's going to work. Yes, that would seem to make sense. I know this was the 1990s. So they're unscrewing the battery and as they're trying to do this really quietly, but whoops, Becky drops the wrench and it makes a big clang and it wakes up Mac's dad and Mac Mac's dad shows up in the garage and asks them what they're doing. They say, um, 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 we're doing an astronomy project. We're drawing the night sky. But and then the Max's dad says, dad goes, but it's, it's cloudy. And Becky's like, yeah, well, um, the teacher said to use our imaginations. And Mac's dad says, okay, but don't stay up too much longer. And they said, we won't. Then they go back to work and then they get the battery out and they bring it straight to the woods. And they're working on the the spaceship and Dirk and Deke's bumps are glowing green in this battery powered lamp that's hanging from a tree limb. And they're almost finished installing, like fixing everything. And they say, Mac, we're almost done. Can you install this battery into our spaceship? We know you're good at taking things apart. And he's like, yeah, I am good at taking things apart, but not putting them back together. And then Dirk and Deke threaten him and say, you better do this or else. And Becky says, no, we're done helping you. And Dirk grabs Mac's hand and squeezes his fingers super hard. But Mac doesn't feel a thing. When he lets go, Dirk has turned Mac's fingers into sponges. Oh no, he has floppy, porous sponge things. And they say, if you don't continue to help us, we'll turn all of you into a sponge. Yeah, we'll turn you to sponge. Eat your sponge. So Mac's like, oh, okay. And he starts to install the battery. Dirk claps twice. Clap back. And um, Mac's fingers turn back to human fingers. Whoa, thank God. Dirk or Deke, it doesn't matter. Open a hatch and Mac just is like, I don't know what I'm doing, but he just plugs a bunch of wires from the spaceship into the battery and hopes it works. And he goes, um, there you go. You're all set to fly back to space now. Bye. bye. Thanks. Bye. And Dirk and D say, no, wait, we need to have you two do the final inspection. Don't you want to watch us take off? And they say, uh, of, co- of course we do. So for some reason, 12-year-olds Matt and Becky sit inside a spaceship and flip a bunch of switches and turn on They're lights. like, you're doing the inspection. Turn on these lights. They're like, okay. And they and 
as they're finished doing the inspection that they know how to do, Dirk and Deke say, surprise, you're actually coming with us. And Beck and Mackie are like, what? And then they jump out of the ship and... <laughs> They said, we can't, you, no, you're, you're coming with us. We can't leave you behind. You'll tell everyone about us. And Becky says, Mac, I need you to help me with something. Um, uh, oh, help stall. me with my, my shoelace really quick. And then down there, she's like, we need to stall. We need to stall. And Mac's like, um, okay. Oh, um, we can't go with you because, um, oh, wait, who? Yes, they said we don't have you because we don't have a um we don't, uh, we don't have, have an intergalactic license to fly, so we we shouldn't be riding with you anyway. And Dirk and Deke say, "Oh, that's okay. Neither do we. Just our permits." And they're like, Ugh. "And like, then and then Mac and Becky are like, oh, um, well, uh, we will we'll come with you, but first we have to um we we we, we have to stretch first. Yes, you can't uh, all, flying and all that way in all that space is going to be tight and long, so we need you to to stretch. So okay, hands on your hips. Now and you now, just, you have to stretch with us. So they make Dirk and Deke stretch with them. Now Ben. Now touch your toes. Uh, touch your toes for eight counts. Here goes. Um, join us. Do it with us. Stretch, stretch your arms. Stretch your arms. Jump like up this. and down. And Durgan Deke say, "This is enough. This is enough." And they say, "I know." Um, but actually, we have to say goodbye first. Um, goodbye, goodbye, trees. Goodbye, uh, school. Goodbye, mom. And so Mac and Becky just start saying goodbye to everything around them to stall and stall. For and more then time. a lightning strikes. And, and it begins to rain. And <gasps> Becky goes, I knew it. That's why we had to stall. Becky's I like, knew yes, it. I knew it. Stratocumulus clouds. That means rain. Oh, no. And with all the rain, Dirk and Deke's heads start to swell up to the size of watermelons. You get it? Sponges filling up with rainwater. And they fall to the ground, clutching their big old melon heads. And then Becky and Mac shove them inside the ship, turn on the ignition because they know how it works, close the hatch, and then blue lights flash in their spaceship, and boom, the saucer shoots straight up. And Beck and Mac, Mac and Becky cheer and laugh, and they dance. They take their clothes off, and they're and dancing, dancing in the, in the rain. rain. They're jumping and naked, twisting and whooping and hollering. And, and they're touching and hollering. They're touching as they And dance. they run home, and they're like, oh my God. Gosh, this is such a beautiful night. And when Matt gets inside, his mom is awake and she's in the kitchen. She says, what? I was just coming to get you. You were still working on your astronomy project? And he says, yes. (laughs) Yes, I was. And she said, what is that in your hand? And Mac realizes in his hand this entire time, he'd been holding this small little bolt. And he says, oops, I hope it's not important. It's probably nothing. And And so Max tosses that little bolt in the trash. Now I'm going to read the first paragraph and the last paragraph of, of Teenage, Teenage Sponge, Sponge Boys, Boys from, from Outer Space. Space. What? Uh, where on earth did this come from? Mom held up a chain with a small plastic ball dangling from the end. It's not where I dangle it. <gasps> I tossed the bolt into the trash just as a bright blue light came swooping down through the kitchen window. Then we heard a deafening crash from out in the woods. Oh no, I moaned. I stared at the bolt at the bottom of the trash can. Oh, no. (laughs) What I think is interesting about this book is that it ends with a sneak preview of Cry of the Cat. Oh, does it? Yes, and not only does it... Oh, you're right. Not only does it end with a a sneak preview of Cry of the Cat, oftentimes in Goosebumps books, the the books would end with a preview of the next book. Yes. And it would be like the first or second chapter, sometimes like the fifth or sixth. This is the 13th through the 17th chapter of Cry of the Cat. Wow. What a random place. I and it's like pretty deep Cry into that. Of the Cat. So that is Triple Header. That is Teenage Sponge Boys from Outer Space. Matthew, I have to ask you a couple questions. Yes, please. What was your least favorite of these three? My least favorite of these three was t- Teenage Sponge Boys from Outer Space. 
I would also say that that was my least favorite. Yeah, I really didn't like it. <laughs> what would you say was the most shocking of the three stories? Um, Ghost Granny. I would say for me... Daniel, I, what do you think was the most shocking one? I think... I think the most shocking one was probably uh, Spin the Wheel of Horror for Why? me. Because there were so many twists and things that didn't really make sense i found myself being shocked okay matthew you didn't seem shocked when we talked about it in the episode i, I mean I, I know i didn't seem shocked i just was more shocked by the things that happened in that story than the other two okay i think i could also have been shocked by teenage sponge boys from outer space but I, it's pretty clear what we're dealing with from the title. Yes. In fact, when I, when it was time to reread this one, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, Ghost Granny work. And then I was like, oh, Spin the Wheel of Horror or whatever. And I was like, ugh, Teenage Sponge Boys. Like, I was not looking forward to Why it. Why did Ghost, Ghost Granny shock you the most? Ghost, Gran- Ghost Granny shocked me the most just because I think it's so nasty. And I think, like, it goes, like, because Granny D turns into, like, that demon or whatever. I feel like pretty quickly, and I feel like she's just so aggressively gross and mean and evil from the get. Mm, you know that is I shocking. Mean? And to me, and the whole family is just aware of this ghost the entire time. They don't seem shocked, but that was sho- I could I could argue that that is shocking. What was which one filled you with the most terror? Uh, Spin the wheel of horror is the one that filled me with the most terror. Spin the Wheel of Horror also filled me with the most terror. Now, what was your favorite out of the three? Spin the Wheel of Horror is my favorite out of the three. Spin the Wheel of Horror is also my favorite out of the three. Yes, it's a pretty easy... It's a pretty easy favorite. Yeah, it's a pretty easy favorite. Even though the twist at the end was kind of a groan because it's predictable at this point, I still really liked that twist at the end. Yes, it's a good twist. And there's... There's, I mean, like, it slops because there's so much in that story, but, like, there's a little something for everyone. So it's, like, you know, just the fact, even just saying Ghoul Garage and Monster Maze and just, like, so many, like, monsters and ghouls and creepies and gigglies, that just was, that's just fun to me. It is really fun. Do you think Teenage Sponge Boys from Outer Space could have been a TV episode? Hmm. I originally thought no. But then now I can, like, see this, like, really stupid, poorly done effect that could have been a thing. Probably not. But appreciate how long it took me to answer that. Yes, I I agree. What do you think? I I think that it could have been. I think there's probably too many elements that would make it too challenging. Do we agree that the ranking for this triple header book number one is spin the wheel of horror ghost granny and then teenage sponge voice matters we do agree yes we do agree that seems like a pretty one two pretty like obvious one yes so we have a there's another triple header yeah there is i don't even remember what's in it i don't remember what's in it i remembered ghost granny i remembered ghost granny for sure so up next we will be doing triple header book two wow these are Ghoul School. That sounds good. The Revenge. Oh. And The Mummy with My Face. Mm, all of those sound really good. Those I sound don't immediately really remember good. any of those. 
No. What a thrill. I can't wait to dive in. What a thrill. Thank you for joining us for three times the shocks. Yes, we will be doing triple header book number two. We will continue to do Give Yourself Goosebumps, and then very soon... Very soon we'll finally... Finally. Maybe, I know. I've got, we've gotten a lot of well, questions I know about it. we've got a lot of things about it. But I'm very excited about doing Goosebumps series Oh, yes, and, we, and Trilogy's coming up, too. Oh, Trilogy. Yes, the Trilogy. Should we do Trilogy before Goosebumps series 2000? I think we should do Trilogy before series 2000. Should we do Goosebumps series 2000, uh, Cry of the Cat, Bride of the Living Dummy, and then Trilogy? Because then we've wrapped the entire TV series. I actually, let's... We'll think about it. Yes, it'll be a surprise. It'll It'll be be a surprise. surprise. That's what we're doing next, though. (gasps) Oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I still can't believe you haven't seen all of Trilogy. I haven't. That is so crazy to me. I've part one. I can't wrap my brain around that. I've never seen it. I cannot believe that. No, that would be the... Yeah. There's a lot to look forward to. Okay, well, um, <laughs> tell us what you absolutely need us to do next at welcometodeadcast at gmail.com. You can reach out to me personally at Daniel X Montgomery on Instagram or Daniel Montgomery on Twitter. Um, my Twitter is iRobotUJane and my Instagram is Matthew underscore Scott underscore Montgomery. And... Um, thank you for these sharing these triple, these sh- sh- absolutely shocking, three shocking tales of terror. Yes. Thanks for joining us for this triple kiss. For the triple kiss and being so shocked and being so so terrorized. If you were, if you thought you were scared before, wait till we get to book two. You're gonna be so shocked and you're going to be so scared. It's full. It's full of shocks and terrors. Yes. Wait. You. You won't. You won't. You won't stop screaming. If you. I mean. If, if you, if, if you if dare. You. Are y'all ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! I can't hear!